Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss our thoughts and feelings about this book. Today we're discussing Chapter 4 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, The Leaky Cauldron. Um, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We have a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you'd like to submit, check out the website for guidelines. We've had, we've had some great submissions so far, so... You can be one of them. Um, love our blog, Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around? Please consider donating to Black Girls Nerd Out. We have a lot of awesome things we want to do. We have stuff that's already planned, like our trip to London, that we need some help, a little help with. Um, so if you go to blackgirlsnerdout.com forward slash donate, you can find all of the ways we take donations. Yeah. We now have Wizard Team merch. Um, there's only a couple of days left on our Teespring campaign, but if you go to our website and click Merchandise tab, you um, can cop yours before the campaign ends, and they're hella cute. They're hella cute. They're, they're seriously cute. I'm not from the Bay. I don't say hella. They're seriously cute. Whatever, Robin. You're, you've said hella before. I know, yeah. and it makes me sad every time. I don't know why. It's a wonderful word. Um... Also, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, every week, we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlsnerdout.com to do so. Let's, um, oh, follow us at We Black and Nerds. Like us on at Black Girls Nerd Out on Facebook. Uh, join the Wizard Team Facebook group if you want to have in-depth, super nerdy conversations that the Twitter 140 characters just doesn't allow. You know, Twitter just be disrespectful sometimes, and you have feelings, and your feelings are unable to fit in 140 words, and you want to be, you know, like, let's talk about the deep economic implications of Gringotts and the way that they treat, you know, house elves and goblins and dragons. and, and dra- okay we could do that too i was thinking about the dragon specifically in green gods though yes the way they treat that dragon in green gods not okay and let's talk about you know abuse in the wizarding world you need more than 140 characters for that you got to go on our facebook group yeah. i mean you know or if you want to just thread them tweets like a boss you know, that's also your prerogative, but... But if you won't get a fulfilling conversation with smart and intelligent, like-minded Potterheads who will, you know, give you some insight because they just didn't happen to be online when you were online, so they didn't see that that right time. But on the Facebook group... You know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay, Potter fandom news. Um, we got pictures from The Cursed Child. Um, Woo, which were awesome. Oh my gosh. So we got Harry, Ginny, and Albus first. Um, and they all look like how they should, which is awesome. That's like one of the best, like, like, uh, man, I'm blanking on his name right now. Jamie Parker is, his, I think is his name. Anyway, he looks dead on Harry and it's kind of creepy, but it's awesome. Um, 
there was like a little small thing I think about like the actor who plays Albus talking about how he's like how he's wearing James's his brother James's hand-me-down robes which is interesting because like the Potters have money um but I think but it's, that's Jenny growing up like and I mean you and know, Harry too from nothing and yeah. Harry too which I think is, I mean you know that's actually economical and that's probably that's how you save money um you know, just because you, you have money, money doesn't mean you have to spend it all. Um, more importantly, though, we got pictures of the Granger Weasleys and Hermione and Rose just gave us all the black girl magic for the rest of the just, week. Um, that was amazing. The Afropuffs just were just... On fleek. Fleek. Can we still say on fleek? I don't actually know, but, you know. Okay. I think it's appropriate oh. for... Oh, we have a young... We have a young year. Yeah, do we still say um, fleek? Akira? <laughs> I don't even know, but oh. <laughs> okay. okay then. What would you, you say? What do? would you say? Well, I blanked. Her Afro puffs were just glorious. Oh, she just slayed that. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, Rose just slayed that. <laughs> Thanks, y'all are old. Um, okay, and the last thing we have some magical birthdays that just passed. So. They're not like really good magical birthdays, but we should shout them out anyway. I mean, like they grew to be okay I mean, I people, guess. you know. I mean, if you say so. They grew to be okay, people. Draco Malfoy's birthday was on June 5th, and Dudley Dursley's birthday was on June 6th. It's kind of funny that they're, like, they're the same sign, their birthdays are almost the same, and they're just both horrible kids. Um, yeah, but you know that they both, like, voted for um, the Britain to leave the EU. You know, just, like, some super, like, no more immigrant stuff. You know they on that life. Just, yeah, so. that's true. They're still, Yeah. You can't totally escape the Dursleys and Malfoys, even if you like. Within that, you yeah. can you can you can get a little bit better. Yeah, but you're still like they're not cursing folk. Yeah, they're not abusing children, right. but they are talking about you know Britain for the British, yeah. keeping bloodlines like, pure and shit. Keeping bloodlines pure. Um, I hope Cor Cormac kiss whatever his name is. What is his name? Cor- what? Draco's kid. Oh, Scorpius. Scorpius. Sounds like he's in the Matrix. Yeah. I hope he um, meets and marries a Muggleborn. Same. Or a squib. Same. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we get into the chapter, that's all of our news and announcements and things. Awesome. So before we get into the chapter, um, you already heard her really, really raspy, damaged voice. Um, two seconds That's ago, disrespectful. huh? But it's not false. <laughs> That's rude. But it's not false. It's not. But you know, we were in line. It's this actually medically for... like true. True. <laughs> we were in line this morning. No, wait, wait. We so quick, quick tangent. We were in line wait, this can morning. Can I introduce for... her first? Oh, okay, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so y'all know um, who she is. This we, is Bug Wumple over here. Yeah, we oh, we brought her. We brought her, her on to defend herself her. after we uh, kind of slandered her in the last episode. I don't think we I don't think we did either. I think Flanders we just says were that that wasn't the any truth. truth. You called me a mug wumple. That doesn't even exist. Well, you know, well, there's no truth in that. We're introducing you know. the 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 mug wumple. <laughs> my little sister, right. Robin's little cousin. Say hi, Icky. Nah, bro, y'all ain't ish, bro. <laughs> I don't know who who listen to this. <laughs> Lots of people. Not you. Not you. Grandparents? No. You're supposed, no, to, be, not you're supposed to be reading no. grandparents? They absolutely no, don't. No, absolutely not. All right, y'all ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did call me a bitch. Grandparents, gang. <laughs> grandparents are here. <laughs> right. Um, so, wait, quick introduction to how out of pocket Akira is. 
Um, this morning we were going to get Starbucks. It was an early morning, you know. I'm dropping the kids off, doing my nanny duties. And she gonna lean over me and try to start screaming. And I was like, this ain't helping nobody, and you're not supposed to do this. And then your brother is in the back seat, so, you know. I just, I was gonna give her my order, but I was like, it's Can not- I Okay, it wasn't even all that. <laughs> Don't do me. Don't ever do me. I just raised it an octave, but my voice travels. Anyway, I was going to tell Robin, but I thought she was gonna mess it up, because my order was, like, low-key complicated. So I was just gonna help her out. I'm smart. I is smart. Yeah, but I you kept looking back. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this, Mugwumple. Talk about how you would... just didn't even, didn't do nothing. You went to the Wizarding she World said of Harry she Potter. Has... No, 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 I can speak she for myself. She said she has counterpoints to our points, mm-hmm. but I feel like our points were pretty on point. Same. They weren't. And you don't got to say points to make yourself sound smart, because <laughs> that's not how that works. Anyway, don't throw nothing at me. All right, so what happened was I went to grad night for my senior trip. And I, being the good sister slash cousin that I am, was like, I'm gonna, I'm at Universal Studios. They've been talking about Universal Studios got this new whoop de whoop at the shoddy that makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. I don't know if they're knowing that. A mug wumple is a muggle and a. (laughs) And a wumple? And a (laughs) wumple. So, so I was. I knew that Universal just got the new Harry Potter edition in the park. So I was like, wow, speaking English is hard, man. I don't do this. Yeah. I don't do this. Anyway, so I was at the park and I was like, oh, I can't say that. I was at the park and I saw the, I saw the, I saw the, the castle. What's the castle? Hogwarts. Yeah. Ikira. Like oh my castle. goodness. No, 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 no. I explained to you aside from this. Okay, happened. yeah, but still, okay. So it was, I just, I, I had to remember. So yeah, I saw the castle in the park, and I was like, what? This is dope. So I sent Robin and Bayana a video of the castle, not for them to be awesome, not for me on some, haha, I'm here and you're not. Just, I, I expected to be like, what? That's so dope. Tell me how it is. Man, that's not what they did, man. That was disrespectful. So I get, I see, the, I see the castle, and I'm like, this is crazy, this is cool. You're reading from the text and then now. I'm about yeah. to find it. I'm about to find uh, it because pulling out receipts. y'all did me. It doesn't matter. We're receipts. Still, we still win. It's our receipts. I'm pulling yeah. out receipts. So, 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 so I send them the video. Let's see what. Oh, oh, it disappeared. It yeah. Oh, I hate that. That's gross. Anyway, I send them the video. And two seconds later, I get a text from Bayana. It says, what the fuck? How'd you get there before us? Robin, is this grad night? Bayana, boo, Robin, you were supposed to go to Disney. Man, we got it like that. We went to Universal, we went to Disney, we went to Magic Mountain. Anyways, we balling. So then I see, well, I didn't even see this. They were, so this conversation has been on Do Not Disturb on and off since I was in it. Cause they just do too much. And I'm like, sometimes it's very informative influential in educating (laughs) (laughs) because you know we just gotta have our conversations our daily our daily pettiness you know about people so when it's not doing that and they're talking about people who are actually mug wumples I just put on direct actually no we we appreciate the mug talk when they talk about other stuff 
unnecessarily at two in the morning by Anna's time because it was like eleven <laughs> here. Sports. I was like, I'm assuming you're talking. I was. Talking I'm just sports. like, I just can't do this. It's time. It's bedtime. Like I'm a child. I need. To <laughs> so, <laughs> so I um I put the conversation on do not disturb. Well, there we go. It was just kept going down. So first thing I see is I didn't even see it. I didn't even, this is what happened. I didn't even see the messages because they were on Twitter. I sent the video and forgot I sent the video because I'm a child having a good time. I'm having, I'm having a blast, if you will. And so I didn't even read the messages. I get a text at like five from my mother because she's also in the script chat. On some, if you don't answer these messages, <laughs> I was like, what did I miss? I'm, a, I'm in the Hamilton. Well, what did I miss? Like, what happened? <laughs> So, She's also a Hamilton girl because, you know, yeah, we family. Yeah. We're re- we related. <laughs> yeah. So, so I get, so then I, I'm like, I didn't even see the messages. I don't even know what's happening. So then I see, I got a, wi- I got a wish list. I need a, I need Luna's wand, a Ravenclaw cloak. So my whole thing about it is they're telling you that I just ignored them completely. And we'll, we'll, she did. I'm a child having fun. She did. I wasn't, they were on Do Not Disturb. You can't ignore somebody if you don't know they're talking to you. If you're on Do Not Disturb, that's, that's purposeful ignoring. Yeah, yeah ignoring. You're that's ignoring the point. I didn't know. I forgot you guys were on Do Not Disturb. So, the, so, so listen, no, shh, <laughs> it's not your turn yet. So, basically, if they would have hit me with that, probably not. So, also, I'm 12. I'm broke. You're not 12. Like, I don't got no money. You're not broke. I'm not 12. But I didn't have enough money. I didn't have enough, I didn't have enough money to buy everything that they wanted or really, because I'm at a park. That is expensive. If it's over $12, I can't cash for it. So, Though I found out that her mother gave her money. And we said, you will get paid back. I didn't. First off, <laughs> first off that was not said to me until oh my, I got I'm not back. even going to lie. Second I had off, no intention of paying her back. Second off, I'm walking around with cash in LA and you're in Oakland. How, how am I going to get paid back? I, I paid this $25 for this one wand. And then wait, you bought yourself a wand. Investment in my future. No, if I'm saying if I bought oh, you a wand, okay. She said she about to. She was gonna kill me through through the camera. Oh, <laughs> she was gonna fly out to beat my ass. But no, if I had bought this one, these two wands for fifty bucks, because I gotta buy one of each. I mean, one of you know, one for both. If I would have bought that, I would have been asked after I said, "Chit about I ain't got no money. I'm hungry." But you would have to two magic but wands. But I got a raving. What the fuck? <laughs> Y'all are really stupid, bro. Y'all really need help. That's not how that works. But um, anyway, I'm pretty sure none of us got our letters at 11, so I don't know how. I don't know what you're talking about. Wrong. You were in Anaheim. Yeah. Oh, shut up. They so? got no Hogwarts. Anyway, I'm not even going to talk to her about it. I'm not even going to talk to her. Stop texting me. I'm popping, y'all. Anyway, so... So, I, so then I see I got a wish list. I'm going to need Luna's wand, a Ravenclaw, a Ravenclaw Coke, Bayana. Yeah, you better give me something, Robin. Ravenclaw crew neck, Bayana. Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw gear, please, Robin. I'm going to need you to have some butterbeer and tell me how it is. I did that though, because I'm real, y'all. I'm real. I had butterbeer and I was like, man, it was good. And then Rob, Bayana, scarf, Robin. Yes, please, scarf. Something from the Weasleys, Wizarding Weasleys. What? Weasleys, Bayana, buttons. Weezes, yeah, I'm tripping. I read that and I'm like, that was it. No, whatever. And then Rock, <laughs> Diana, buttons. Buttons? Like the you little, so. like pins. If I'm getting buttons, I'm getting for all boxes. No, like pins. Oh. You don't deserve it. Anyway, 
Robin, <laughs> then Robin yelling at me, because you know, so I text in caps, they're yelling, and I know how she is. You yeah. writing this down? Can you please confirm our order? Oh, and a quill pen. I'm definitely going to need a quill. Bayana, Icky, if you don't reply to this, you're fake as fuck. I thought we were cool. I see how it is. Robin, Woods is so rude. Like, y'all already slandered me. You didn't have to do it in public, goddamn. Bayana, people go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and they don't know you all of a sudden. Shaking my head. Mama, y'all sound like nerd bullies. Because that's really what I was they was, really, they was really bullying me. Like, really trying to bully me into buying them. Like, they talk about, then I get here and I find, I didn't even know I was slandered in public. Like, y'all see how they do me? Talk about me behind my back. So, wait, wait, wait. What you're saying is, what you're saying is, as a family member, you do not support our dreams and you don't listen to our podcast. Damn straight. No, that's not true. That's not what I'm saying. What I had said was. That's what I heard. I heard that too. That's not what came out of my mouth. The damn straight came out of my mouth. Ooh, you dropped something. Anyway, uh, that's not, that's not what happened. What happened was. Y'all are spoilers. Y'all want me to read the book, but then listen to the podcast when you spoil. No, we want you to read the podcast or you read the podcast. Wow, I can't talk. Read the read the books and 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 listen. That's the point. Yeah, I can't do it at the same time because you already in your little in your little disclaimer. There may be spoilers. I don't want to be spoiled. Then read the books. Dang. Okay, what if I'm? You don't know what I'm doing. You're in Chicago. You know my life. Are you reading the books? She ain't doing nothing. You. I'm here. Robin, you ain't with you. You want to be shooting in the gym. (laughs) <laughs> anyways I might be possibly hmm. I was reading I, I, I started I don't know where I'm at though With all these words you're saying all I hear no, is you no know, I didn't read the books it don't even matter okay it don't even matter you the point of the story on our, is on our Harry Potter podcast and say who told it me don't, to come on your podcast and, and defend it myself it don't matter but hold up but it matters I, I, man, I am reading the books would you like to check my uh, iBooks on my phone, they're being read. That's good. God. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point. The point is I'm not a mug one, but the point is they're nerd bullies. So, Bayana, I'm just saying she better remember where she came from. Like, what? I'm really funny, y'all. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I, seen that one. I seen that one. I said, what? And then she said that. And then, Robin, who's the bully? Mama, that's why she's in the video. Because I remember where I came from. Mama knew. Mama knew what it was. I, I was just going to go. Then Robin going to tell me today, if you would have went and you would have texted us the day after and you would have just been like, I went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I didn't get you guys anything, but it was fun and I went. We would have been, no, the fuck you wouldn't. You would have just slandered me then. And I would have been, put y'all back on Do Not Disturb. Y'all off now, because I'm a real one. But I would have put y'all back on Do Not Disturb and been like, Whatever. And I tell this to Robin all the time. This ain't about you. Are you sure? This ain't about you. I sent you the video because I remember where I came from. So, boom. Roasted. Anyway. <laughs> so, Robin, she go to the Wizard World of Harry Potter, send a video to rub it in our face. False. Then ghost us. Bayana taunting us. Robin, who is she? Bayana, rude. And then she gonna say, then she gonna go too far. She gonna say... What kind of a mother does she have? <laughs> <laughs> that was Mind you, Robin, you, right? Woo! My mom is in the group chat. <laughs> and then she's going to put in parentheses, sorry, too far, heart emoji. I'm like, I knew I, I went too far. You. And if Bionic, you can't say anything about me, you can say that once I go too far, I always go, oops. And then Bayana, not always. Uh, that was debatable. Most of the time. Eh, half. 50-50. All right, well, All right. you know. And then Bayana thought we were cool. Then she gonna say Icky and spell it wrong, because that's my nickname. That was Robin. I, I spell didn't. it wrong. 
I know, but oh. that's why, oh, my fault. Robin <laughs> will say icky and then spell it wrong. Like, that's disrespectful. Autocorrect. And then... What did I say, though? What did I say underneath it? That don't mean nothing. You should have my name and autocorrect perfectly correct. I said, even my iPhone autocorrected it because it knows you gross. And then I just got hit with hella memes about how I ain't shit. I was dead to Robin. Like, damn. <laughs> and then I get a... And then Robin says, Akira. The... At 7.14, I got a text from mama talking, from my mom, talking about, if you don't answer that, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> I was like, oh, my fault. I hit back, I'm not reading none of this. I'm Ooh. having fun. And that was it. It was what it was. And so, then the next day, they're going to act like, they're going to say that I text them the next day on some, I did this and this and this, I, and I didn't get y'all nothing. I told y'all the day of, I wasn't going to get y'all nothing. I didn't lie. I didn't fib. I was real from the jump. No, but you so, waited. You waited. So, a long time. Because I was still disoriented in the morning mm-hmm. from all the fun mm-hmm. that I had the day before. I was disoriented. And they go talk about, can't wait till we go back together. Yeah, so... So, so let's so, get to that. Yeah, because I would appreciate it more. Because I couldn't go with the people. So, I went with my school. I went with seniors in my class I didn't go just to go I wasn't there by my lonely like I was with people and we were doing things we had to ride rides we had to meet King Kong and dinosaurs and ish that was one of the rides it was so fun but uh anyway we were doing things so I couldn't I couldn't like it was like I didn't spend hella time in the wizarding world like not? what is wrong with your life I was with people. She just said it. I just said it. Like, what are you saying? She, Robin, Robin, people are never gonna stop me from spending time in the Wizarding World. People, you, people are stupid. I can't. I'm not walking around in a park that I don't know by my lonely. But you would be at Hogwarts, though. By my lonely with a bunch of muggles. Takes one to. You're a muggle. Who? You! Slander! Blasphemy. You called me a Mugwumple. Well, I have the right to slander you. But Mugwumples don't exist, so it's not the same. It's, it's false truth. Right? All right. No, I don't even it's know. False All right. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It was disrespectful. Shoot. Anyway, it was public. It's basically you. Uh, see, I'm in government, y'all. I'm a high school student. Teehee. You, um... I think they figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Ba- ba- you, what is it called? I, I could use the First Amendment against you in court because this is press and you're violating your freedom of speech, slandering me with falses, I think. I didn't really learn that much, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> I tuned out of government class once they started to teach me Hamilton and I was like, but I know this. <laughs> and I still got an A. That was a high five. Anyway, um, but yeah, so then they're going to talk, talk about on the podcast, I'm a Slytherin. Which? It's true. So I'm trying to figure out why you got to bust me out like it was evil. Like I'm Slytherin and I'm living large. We didn't yeah. say it was evil. We just said you were a Slytherin. You were a Slytherin. It was just the truth. See, if you would... we, you didn't know it was the truth at the time, though. Because nah, the, I was pretty what sure. I got, because what we were I pretty got, sure, Okay, though. but what I got on the website was Ravenclaw. They begin stuff so, wrong sometimes, though. 
Yeah. They so I get a text early in the morning. They tried to sort me in a Gryffindor. What slither. kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> Talk about I'm slithering. She's like, I'm not brave. Uh, <laughs> 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 For sure, sure not, because I have multiple times been watching uh, Aminata and a flock of birds come by, and I'm like, like, is Ami, take one for the team. Take one. (laughs) You best to run. I know you got some small legs, but... Anywho. She does not need to wear this at graduation. Um, So, let's wrap this up, because we have to get into the books. Oh, I'm not a mugwump, though. Can I exist first? I'm a muggle. Okay. Muggle and proud. Oh God. What is that? What do they say in a? Oh X. I just watched X Men. They're like. Uh, we don't talk about X Men on this podcast. Mutant and proud. Yeah. We don't mess with. We don't mess with X Men on this podcast. Well, we, we love like X Men, not Brian Singer. Not Brian Singer's X Men. <laughs> Distinction. Yeah. Which one is Brian Singer's? The news. I mean, the new one. The movies. Yeah. All of them. The movies. Oh, I mean, I was just making a statement because I just watched. No, you. Nerd. It wasn't like. See y'all. She's a she's a half nerd. She's a closet nerd. She's a half nerd. She she I'm would be. She would accept it, but she got to be too cool. I'm not. So no, she's like, oh, I Robin accepted, likes this. I've been accepted. It. Oh, Biana likes this. Well, y'all are no. confusing me with the wrong Davis child. All right, that's the that's the other one. That's not me. But she also. We have an, oh, we have my friends. One. What it's had we had to leave the Wizarding World, so I didn't stay. Cause I. Wasn't I don't even my, know what kind of I mean, we that already is. know it wasn't in my right mind. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Even, at this point, we can't even, we can't even do it. All, all right. right. Thanks, well, Icky. <laughs> thank you, Ikira. All I'm saying is. You a mugwumple. Y'all like shit. <laughs> and y'all trying to slander me like. Shit. All right, now go do your homework. <laughs> I don't got homework. Go, I'm an I'm a OG. Go do whatever you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say I was going to do? Copy, your, copy <laughs> homework. I said I was going to copy my homework. I was like, man, I got homework to copy. <laughs> Shane or Ravenclaw. Nope. All right. All, All right. right. Slytherin. Chapter four. <laughs> the Leaky Cauldron. All right. Um, oh, previously on Wizard Team. Previously. Harry took the night bus to the Leaky Cauldron, where then he immediately got caught by um, Fudge. Who was like, nah, you're good. No punishment. Well, I mean, you would you say got caught. Like He like ran into fudge. He didn't really get caught. Like, the yeah. only reason he didn't get caught is because he didn't get in trouble. Yeah. So yeah. And then He got he got scooped up by Fudge. Right. That's that's like a weird visual to me, but And not like scooped not, up not a bad visual, just a weird bosoms. one. Because I'm thinking of like, like a ladle Yama. for some reason. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no idea why. It's ooh, yeah. you hungry? I don't know. I don't know. Alright. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so then yeah, talks to Fudge, who is like, nah, you're good, no punishment. Um, so Harry's staying at the Leaky Cauldron for the next three weeks before school starts. Which is also though kind of like weird because he is twelve, thirteen. Thirteen. He just turned thirteen. And the Prime Minister was like, Here, get yourself a room. For three weeks. Well, I think Tom is supposed is looking after him. Yeah. But like he don't know Tom. He doesn't. But I think a part like of me, me. I think this is still a part of the Potter privilege, right? Like nobody's oh, gonna let. Like if it was just some random kid, it'd be weird. But it's Harry Potter. Ain't nobody gonna let Harry Potter get like, in you know what I mean? Get into any real trouble 
when he's just but he's like, over here talking well like as we'll get to he can wake up whenever he wants eat whatever he wants and because harry is who he is that's not that out of pocket because he doesn't get to eat but i think he anything. also low-key like deserves it he he does <laughs> he needs three he needs a three-week break after marge <laughs> yeah but i mean i i don't doubt that he doesn't deserve it i'm just saying like, no it is weird we just heard from Akira, who is not 13. And I wouldn't know <laughs> that girl be anywhere by herself for three weeks. True. Whew. True. Um, the youth. Okay, so. It took Harry several days to get used to this strange new freedom. Never before had he been able to get up whenever he wanted or eat whatever he fancied. He could go. He could even go wherever he pleased as long as it was in Diagon Alley. And as this had, uh, ooh, and as this long cobbled street was packed with the most fascinating wizarding shops in the world, Harry felt no desire to break his word to Fudge and stray back into the Muggle world. Exactly. Why would you leave? Like we were just talking about. Why would you leave? Oh, cause my friends. No. Wanted to go no. somewhere else. Stay no. In Diagon now. Alley. Um, yep. So. Harry ate breakfast every morning in the Leaky Cauldron. He liked watching the other guests, um, funny little witches, venerable-looking wizards, arguing about the latest article of Transfiguration today. I actually don't want to read this whole thing because it's super, because we got to move it on, but that's but really- wild-looking warlocks? Wait, 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 but like arguing over Transfiguration today, like that's so interesting to me. <laughs> like what is there to argue over? And like, there's like, there have to be like weird like theories and shit about Transfiguration, which yeah. is probably awesome. Um, okay, yeah, wild-looking warlocks, raccoons, dwarves, uh, someone who looks suspiciously like a hag. Yeah, lots um, of... Yeah, lots of characters. Lots of characters. Coming through. Um, the and then after breakfast, Harry would go to Diagon Alley. He spent the long, sunny days exploring the shops and eating under brightly colored umbrellas outside cafes where his fellow diners were showing one another their purchases or else discussing the case of Sirius Black. Um, Harry didn't have to do his homework under the blankets by flashlight anymore. Now he could sit in the bright sunshine outside Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor, finishing all his essays with occasional help from Florian Fortescue himself, who, apart from knowing a great deal about medieval witch burnings, gave Harry free Sundays every half an hour. He's gaining lots of weight, but also I like need to- I need to meet Fortescue and we need to become best friends. So that you could talk about witch burnings while he gives you ice cream. I haven't had ice cream in like two weeks, and I'm really sad. Maybe three, actually. It's like so it's like a good thing, but then also I really yourself. want ice cream. Yeah. And the fact that Harry gets them every <clears throat> half, like not even hour, every half hour, that's a lot of Sundays. But also I want all of those Sundays. Sorry guys, I have a sweet tooth. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, wait, huh? do I start, do I start knocking off or uh, being really rude and taking a tally of every time you talk about your sweet tooth? Should, I don't know. I don't that? think it's been nearly as many times as you said serious as a pun. So I don't, I mean, you can if you want, but I don't, I mean, maybe you should because there's a lot of talk of chocolate in this book. So, there is. <laughs> so, um, okay, so Harry refilled like his it. money bag. Harry had refilled his money bag with gold galleons, silver sickles and bronze nits from his vault at Green Dots. He had to exercise a lot of self-control not to spend the whole lot at once. He had an adult at 13. That's rude. Yeah. But also, look, he had to keep reminding himself that he had five years to go at Hogwarts and how it would feel to ask the Dursleys for money for spell books. To stop himself from buying a handsome set of solid gold gobstones, a wizarding game kind of rather like marble, marbles. Um, so that's a very adult, you know, I'm 30 and I can't 
do that. I mean, I went to a comic <laughs> book store and bought three toys, so I'm not all that <laughs> great at it either. I didn't need not one of those things. I'm not going to play with them. They just go sit in the box, but they're awesome, and I'm really glad I have them. But Patrona's fuel. Yeah. You know? Totally. Um, but it's just like, yeah, that's the same thing with like these solid gold. Go- like, what do you need solid gold? Like, a, a solid gold anything, stuff. but then especially yeah. a game. Like, what? Yeah. But that's, yeah. So... Um, he was sorely tempted to by the perfect moving model of the galaxy in a large glass ball, which would have meant he never had to take another astronomy lesson. But that's not what that means. No. You just, it means that you would be able to look at the galaxy. You can't take it. You can't go yeah. to your, you can't go to McGonagall like, hey, I got this, Drop it, be like, got this boom. ball, boom, <laughs> drop in this class. It's <laughs> not yeah, how that works at all. That's not how that works. <laughs> um... But the thing Harry that tested Harry's resolution the most appeared at his favorite shop, Quality Quidditch Supplies, a week after he arrived. The Firebolt. Yep. It's just um, the prototype. Um, the fastest broom in the world, isn't it? Um, Irish International Side just put in an order for seven of these beauties, the proprietor of the shop, and their favorites for the World Cup. Okay. Hey. I want to read it this time. Um, I think that's going to come up later, though. You just Oh, yeah. Ooh. Well, didn't we used to Ooh. do a thing? Like, we had a... There's, like, foreshadowing. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, something. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Firebolt. This state-of-the-art racing broom sports a streamlined, super-fine handle of ash treated with a diamond-hard polish and hand-numbered with its own registration number. Each individually selected birch twig in the broom tail has been honed to aerodynamic perfection, giving the Firebolt unsurpassable balance and pinpoint precision. The Firebolt has an acceleration of 150 miles an hour in 10 seconds and incorporates an unbreakable uh, braking charm. Price on request. Um, really quickly, this reminds me a lot of, like, because um, I used to add a friend in high school who, like, collected tennis shoes, um, mm-hmm. especially, like, especially Jordans and Nikes, and, like, he never wore them for some reason, but he would, like, bring them to school sometimes. It was weird. Anyway, um, he, like, you would ask him about a shoe, and he's like, oh, there's only, like, a hundred of these in the world, and they're each numbered, like, super, like, you know what I mean? So that's kind of mm-hmm. how this reads to me. It just, like, reminds me of, like, the fad of, like, going to buy sneakers, um, mm-hmm. And not because you need them, but, like, because of, of how they're made and, like, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, it's just it's Just the collecting of them. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, at, I have a toy friend, a toy, a toy nerd friend, who <clears throat> collects Funko toys, and today we were, he had a group of people trying to get tickets to this party that happens during Comic-Con, where they give out a lot of Funkos, and they're, like, one of a kinds and whatever, and I have experienced this party twice before and it's been t- terrifying and illuminating at the same time mm-hmm. each time and yeah so it doesn't it's not even like just it's whatever people are willing to like collect and spend money on they can go a little bit weird about so um this is also it kind of reminds me of like when you talk about sneakers and stuff just like Harry does play Quidditch so there is like this um, practical yeah, usage totally. for it. It's a little bit different. But um, when you say like price on request, it's like that's some, that's, you know. Yeah, like it says right after like that, Harry didn't like to think how much gold the firebolt would cost. Like, yeah, and it kind of reminds me of like um, when you go 
car shopping and there's like the sticker price but then you have to add on all the things mm-hmm. and do like haggle or whatever and Harry says again he'd never lost a Quidditch match on his Nimbus 2000 and what was the point of emptying his Gringotts vault for the Firebolt when he had a very good broom already um he didn't ask for the price but he returned almost every day after that just to look at the Firebolt that's how and I that's feel about like, books when I, even when I don't have money, if I'm at a bookstore, if I don't have money to yeah. buy a book, I just like look. I just go find all the books that I know I want. And I just like look at, at them, them basically. <laughs> um, yeah. Did I tell you about the time I spent like the day in uh, Barnes and Noble, just like touching the books and I think just, like, so. Because I think you took a picture through. of the of the um, Harry Potter section. Because that's the yeah, other thing. I, like, I find all the books I, I need to get, here. and I also find the Harry Potter section, and then I kind of just look at it because yeah. I'm like, I should not buy it. I I'm tempted to buy another set of Harry Potter books every time I go to the bookstore. Well, I was like looking, and I was actually really upset because we bought our new sets, our um, annotated sets on Amazon, but they had the paperbacks with the new covers. Like, why couldn't they have given us that yeah, one? Yeah, we should have got. You know what covers. I mean? I'm gonna get the new covers um, eventually. Yeah, so that's when I was like, I was thinking about it because they have those on the display, and I was like, I need those. Yeah, same. Words are the same. Who cares? Everything's the same. But the covers the... are different. Yep. And I need it. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, yeah. So there were, however, things that Harry needed to buy. He went to the apothecary to replenish his store of potions ingredients. He got his new school robes. Most important of all, he had to buy his new school books, which would include those for the two new subjects: care of magical creatures and divination. Um, Harry got a surprise when he looked in at the bookshop window and it said, instead of the usual display of gold embossed spell books, the size of paving slabs, damn, um, there was a large iron cage behind the glass that held about a hundred copies of the monster book of monsters. Um, torn pages were flying everywhere as the books grappled with each other, locked together in furious wrestling matches and snapping aggressively. In, um... He says, oh, now Harry understood why Hagrid had said it would be, it would come in useful. He felt relieved. He had been wondering whether Hagrid wanted him, wanted help with some terrifying new pet, which is unfortunately not a stretch. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so as Harry entered Flourish and Blocks, the manager came hurrying towards him. Hogwarts, he said abruptly, come to get your new books. Yes, said Harry. I need, get out of the way, said the manager impatiently. He drew on a pair of very thick gloves Picking, uh, picked up a large knobbly walking stick and proceeded toward the door of uh, the monster book's cage. Hang on, said Harry quickly. I've already got one of those. Have you? A look of enormous relief spread over the manager's face. Thank heavens for that. I've been bitten five times already this morning. Um, there was a loud ripping noise. Um, two of the monster books had seized a third and were, ter- and were pulling it apart. Stop it. Stop it, cried the manager. I'm never stalking them again. Never. It's been bedlam. I thought we'd seen the worst when we bought 200 copies of the Invisible Book of Invisibility, cost a fortune, and we never found them. Uh, why? Why would anyone ever buy that book or think that, that was a good book to like? Yeah. Like, obviously we've had we've had our rant about the Monster Book of Monsters, but the Invisible Invisible Book of Invisibility seems totally pointless. Like at least actually, you know what it seems what? like? It seems like an amazing con. Right. Oh. Totally. That's actually true. You just send out a press release. And then you send some empty boxes, and then you're like, give me all That's my money. True. The con artist, Gilderoy Lockhart, probably wrote the Probably. I mean, it has that alliteration in there. I mean, most of these things do, yep. but still. Um, <laughs> so Harry gets Unfogging the Future by Cassandra Vablatsky. 
Um, so he leads Harry, the manager leads Harry to the back of the bookshop where there's a corner devoted to fortune telling, a small table was stacked against volumes such as predicting the unpredictable, insulate yourself against shocks, and broken balls when fortunes turn foul. <laughs> broken balls, sorry, I'm 12. <laughs> um, here you are, says the manager, unfogging the future. Very good guide to all of your basic fortune telling method methods, palmistry, crystal balls, bird entrails. Wow, they really got to read bird entrails? That's unfortunate. Um, But Harry wasn't listening. His eyes had fallen on another book, which was among a display on the small table. Death Omens. What to to do when you know the worst is coming. Um, Oh, I wouldn't read that if I were you, said the manager. You'll start seeing Death Omens everywhere. It's enough to frighten anyone to death. But Harry uh, continued to stare at the front cover of the book. It showed a black dog, large as a bear, with gleaming eyes. It looked oddly familiar. Um, real quick, I'm just gonna say, so I understand the point of the Grimm in this, in this book, especially because, like, mm-hmm. this, I mean, the series as a whole, but then this book focuses a lot on, like, death and stuff, um, but the Grimm is so irritating to me, like, I, the, like, as a plot point, I, like, could do without it. Is it because it's, like, catching smoke with your bare hands? Why would you even bring that up in the first place, Robin? Like... I'm not going on a rant. I'm not going on a rant know. today. No, it's not. And it's not because of that. It's actually just like, I don't know. Like I just said, I know, I understand the point as it goes to the themes, but it feels unnecessary and it feels like an extra thing to make you scared when the, the book already has enough to make you scared. Um, and then it's like, yeah, I think and, it, and then I think, and I think also a part of it is because she's trying to draw attention to um, Padfoot, but there's a big black dog everywhere. Like, I think that draws enough attention without there being an added thing of, like, it's the groom or whatever. And I guess it also kind of helps Trelawney's um, characterization a little bit, too. But I don't know. It's annoying to me. Um, It's, like, one of those things that, like, after a while, like, throughout the book, it's the thing that I'm just like, okay, why does this keep coming up? Um, Yeah. Especially because it doesn't go anywhere. Usually things in this book, like, that keep coming up... Do something. Have a good... The only thing this does is... I don't know. That's the thing. Is like it doesn't do anything that isn't You're already going to be done anyway. Like the reveal that he that it's serious following him around and trying. And that's how serious is getting around. You don't need the grim for that. And the fact that Trelawney yeah. thinks that Harry's going to die the whole time. There are point like we see in later books. Like there's plenty of mm-hmm. other material mm-hmm. for her to like use that she does use later um, to predict his death. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. Um, um, so Harry emerged from Florence and Blotts ten minutes later with his new books under his arms and made his way back to the leaky cauldron, hardly noticing where he was going and bumping into people. So I think it does a little bit of, like, it's unsettling to Harry and, like, that's, but I think it's, and it's not really that, it's ineffective because we, it, it doesn't carry over, like, he doesn't, like, continue to think about unless the it pops you know, up it again. just like it pops up and it's yeah he doesn't it doesn't like you know i feel like the in chamber of secrets like he's just like wandering he's like his mind constantly wanders back to like who's petrifying people and tom riddle's diary once he figures out and it's out, clear you know, that the like, voice is connected to it. that whereas like we yeah. find out there is no grim by the end of this and it's pretty clear from the way that everyone else is talking about it other than Trelawney that the grim is not actually a thing so then it's like why is it yeah it's like um 
was it Bloody Mary? You know, it's like one of those things that that not like I, me, me and my um, friends terrified ourselves with that back in middle school. It was hilarious. Really? Yeah, we were like running in the bathrooms. I never did it because I'm I'm a G. So I was like, make we made we. It was like a group of us. I think I was in like sixth grade, and we had like the third graders go in, and then they would just like run out screaming and shit. What? And then we forgot that there were like two third graders in one of the bathrooms doing it, and then we were in like a circle, like a. I don't know. They do like announcements and stuff. It was like for after school. And mm-hmm. then like in the middle of the circle, they like ran out of the bathroom screaming. <laughs> and that shit was hilarious. But also like, yeah. Yeah. I was always like, so if you say her name in the mirror, then she comes. So why don't we just not do that? That's Problem what I thought. But all my friends were doing it. So I was like, well, I'm just going to stay in the back and not do it. But <laughs> I'm going to just sit here and act like I'm down with y'all, but I'm not. Because <laughs> I was like 11. So. I was yeah. I was like um, in the middle school phase, but also still me. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the Grim kind of has that connotation mm-hmm. too. It's like oh, the Grim. Yeah, you know. I was like really. And then he says you start seeing death omens everywhere, which is like that's unfortunate. But that's also true of life. Like as soon as you get, I, well, I don't know. As soon as you start thinking about something, you start to see it that's everywhere. True. Like it pops up over and over again. That's not because you. I and I think that's a good like little plot point in that in this area because he's saying like even though it's weird that a bookstore owners like don't buy this like why is the book there (laughs) then yeah but also like how are you making money yeah um but i think it's interesting that um that argument of like you see what you are your brain will show you what you want it to see or whatever doesn't mean that it's necessarily Mm -hmm. true um and that kind of goes along with the grim um, your Harry finds out about the Grimm and then his brain shows him things that aren't necessarily right. true. Like we were talking about in the movies when Sirius growls at him and it's like, maybe that's, maybe he didn't growl. Maybe he tried to smile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Harry took it as a growl because he was, you know, seeing things. Um, I don't know, but yeah, let's move on. So... <laughs> Yeah, so he's, like, trying to convince himself that he didn't see a death omen, which he didn't. Um, As the day slipped by, Harry started looking wherever he went for a sign of Ron or Hermione. Plenty of Hogwarts students were arriving in Diagon Alley now, with the start of term so near. Harry met Seamus Finnegan and Dean Thomas, his fellow Gryffindors, in quality Quidditch supplies, where they, too, were ogling the firebolt. He also ran into the real Neville Longbottom, a round-faced, forgetful boy outside Flourish and Blotts. Harry didn't stop to chat. Neville appeared to have mislaid his book list and was being told off by his very formidable-looking grandmother. Harry hoped she'd never found out that he'd pretended to be Neville while on the run from the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> That's real. Augusta Longbottom, don't play. Yeah. Um, Harry woke on the last day of the holidays thinking that he would at least meet Ron and Hermione tomorrow on the Hogwarts Express. He got up... Dress went for a last uh, went for a last look at the fireball and was just wondering where he'd have lunch when someone yelled his name and he turned. Um, they were there, both of them sitting outside Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor. Ron looking incredibly freckly, Hermione with all that melanin, both wa- waving frantically <laughs> at him. Um, sorry, I have like allergies right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> it also doesn't say Hermione with all that melanin. So it's very Who brown. But, well, I just don't want to misrepresent because... It says with all that melanin. But it says very brown. All that melanin. And I'm going to start, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start showing this 
to the uh, troll of the racist in my, in my mm-hmm. feed. I'm going to take a picture right now. Um, Barry Brown. Okay. Finally, said Ron. Um, we went to the Leaky Coldman, but they said you'd left. And we went to Flourish and Blotts and Madame Malkins. And I got all my school stuff last week, Harry explained. And how come you knew I'm staying at the Leaky Cauldron? Dad, said Ron. Did you really blow up your aunt, Harry, said Hermione in a very serious voice. I didn't mean to, said Harry. I just lost control. Um, Ron is like dying laughing right now, which is the <laughs> reaction anyone should have. Um, it's not funny, Ron, said Hermione. Um, honestly, I'm amazed Harry wasn't expelled. So am I, admitted Harry. Forget expelled. I thought I was going to be arrested. Um, your dad doesn't know why Fudge let me off, does he? Probably because it's you, isn't it? Shugged Ron. Famous Harry Potter and all that. <laughs> I'd hate to see what the ministry would do to me if I blew up my aunt. Mind you, they'd have to dig me up first because mom would have killed me. Those just always facts, Ron laying down. I missed Ron. Yeah. Um, yep. So we find out that they're staying the night and then they're all going to go to the uh, King's Cross tomorrow. Um, Look at this, said Ron, pulling out a long, thin box of um, of a bag out of a bag and opening it. Brand new wand, 14 inches, willow, containing one unicorn tail, unicorn tail hair, um, which is awesome. We had, we could end our campaign to get Ron a wand. Yes. 1993. Finally. It's over. Um, so Hermione has a bunch of new books. Um, cause she's taking more subjects than everyone than the other two. She's taking arithmancy, care of magical creatures, divination, study of agent runes, muggle studies, what are you doing muggle studies for, said Ron. You're muggle-born. Your mom and dad are muggles. You already know all about muggles. But it'll be fascinating to study them from the wizarding point of view, said Hermione earnestly, proving once again that she is me. Are you planning to eat or sleep at all this year, Hermione? asked Ron. <laughs> um, Hermione ignored them. I've still got ten galleons, she said. It's my birthday in September, and mom and dad gave me some money to get myself an early birthday present. How about a nice book, said Ron innocently. No, I don't think so, said Hermione. I really want an owl. Um, I mean, Harry's got Hedwig and you've got Errol. Um, I haven't. Errol's a family owl. All I've got is Stabbers. Boo! Boo. Um, And this is the beginning of, like, that little plot line. Um, Yeah. Stabbers was looking... um, Or I want to get him checked out. I don't think Egypt agrees with him. He was looking thinner than usual, and there was a definite droop in his whiskers. Um, That's because he knows Sirius is out looking for him. Coming. His days are numbered. So they decide to go, they go to a magical shop, uh, the Magical Menagerie. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, they go in. Ron approaches the counter. It's my ratch, he told the witch. He's been off color ever since I brought him back from Egypt. Um, so Ron puts Scabbers on the counter. Um, like nearly everything Ron owned, Scabbers the Rat was secondhand. Um, he had once belonged to Ron's brother Percy and a bit battered. Next to the glossy rats in the cage, he looked especially woebegone. Hmm, said the witch. How old is this rat? Dunno, said Ron. Quite old. He used to belong to my brother. What powers does he have? Do do rats have magical powers? That's really weird. Like, what do they do though? Like, if they have powers, like, what do they do? Like what kind of powers? That's so weird. Sorry. I'm now I want to know what kind of powers like rats are supposed to have. Anyway, um, the truth was Scabbers had never shown the faint, faintest trace of interesting powers. Um, the witch's eye eyes moved from Scabbers' bat, uh, tattered left ear to his front paw, which had a toe missing. Aha! 
since you missed it. <laughs> um, or I can't say it like you. Um, oh, aha, <laughs> aha. Sorry, I was. I'm. I'm over here thinking about rap powers now. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's been through the mill. This one. He was like that when Percy gave him to me. Said Ron defensively. An ordinary common or garden rat like this can't be expected to live longer than three years or so. That is important information. Um, mm-hmm. So just log that in the back of your minds. Um, now, if you were looking for something a bit more hard wearing, you might like one of these. They indi- She indicated the black rats who promptly started skipping again. Ron muttered, show offs. So this is just like also um, another reinforcement. How loyal Ron Yeah, loyal. Is. And then also self-conscious a little bit too. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. like both for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, if you don't want a replacement, you can try this rat tonic. Okay, said Ron. How much? Ouch! Ron buckled as something huge and orange came soaring from the top of the uh, highest cage, landed on his head, and then prepared propelled itself, spitting madly at Scabbers. Crookshanks knows what's up, y'all. That's pretty much what sure just happened. Um, no, Crookshanks, no. Um, and the scabbers shot from between her and ooh, between her hands like a bar of soap, landed splay legged on the floor and then scampered for the door. Um, Ron ran out of the shop after him. Harry followed. It took them nearly ten minutes to catch scabbers. Um, what was that? It was either a very big cat or a quite small tiger, said Harry. Um, <laughs> they made their way back to the magical menagerie, and as they reached it, Hermione came out, but she wasn't carrying an owl. Her arms were clamped tightly around the enormous ginger cat. You bought that monster, said Ron. He's gorgeous, isn't he, said Hermione, glowing. That was a matter of opinion, thought Harry. The cat's ginger fur was thick and fluffy, but it was definitely a bow-legged, a bit bow-legged, and its face was looked grumpy and oddly squashed, as though it had run headlong into a brick wall. Now that Scabbers was out of sight, however, the cat was purring contently in Hermione's arms. Um... So this is like really funny because it kind of goes into um, the antagonism that Harry or Harry that Hermione and Ron have and like how they are kind of, but it also like shows how they're complementary mm-hmm. because Ron is very loyal to Scabbers, ugh, but Hermione gets a pet that is like obviously like something is up here. Nope, don't trust him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the pet that Hermione chooses is actually being very logical. We just don't understand, right? Because it's a pet. I mean, it's also one that no one wanted, too. Yeah, true. And that kind of goes along with um, her being muggle-born and um, being wanting to prove herself in a way that is different from how Ron wants to prove himself, Mm -hmm. but it's very also, like, just complimentary, I think. Like, um, I just... I think that... um, Ron wasn't going to be able to see the truth about Scabbers um, until he turned into Peter. Mm -hmm. Um, But Hermione unintentionally getting Crookshanks is like, um, kind of starts that process of like something isn't right. Right. So, um, he didn't, what about Scabbers said Rod pointing at the lump in his chest pocket? He needs rest and relaxation. How is he going to get it with that thing around? Um, that reminds me, you forgot your rat tonic and stop roaring. Crookshanks will be sleeping in my dormitory and scabbers in yours. What's the problem? Poor Crookshanks, that which said he'd been there for ages. No one wanted him. 
Um, so they found Mr. Weasley sitting at the bar at the Leaky Cauldron um, on their way back from Diagon Alley. Harry, he said, smiling, how are you? Fine, thanks, he said, um, as he, Ron and Hermione, joined Mr. Weasley with all their shopping. Um, he put down his paper, and Harry saw the now familiar picture of Sirius Black staring up at him. Um, they still haven't caught him, then? No, said Mr. Weasley, looking extremely grave. They pulled us all off our regular job at the ministry to try to find him, but no luck so far. Would we get a reward if we caught him? It'd be good to get some more money. Like, Ron says that, and it's it's weird that he's so... In, I mean, yeah, every kid wants more money, but, like, you don't talk to your about your dad's paycheck in front of friends, no matter how close friends they That's are. That's true. Like, it's inappropriate. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> don't be ridiculous, Ron. Black's not going to be caught by a 13-year-old wizard. It's the Azkaban guards who'll get him back. You mark my words. So... Um, that's only hilarious because the exact opposite happens later, but it's cool. Um, it's also funny though, that they keep saying the Azkaban guards, but they they don't don't say say Dementors Dementors. until the next chapter. And then as soon as we find out about the Dementors, then they only say Dementors. It is really weird. It's super weird. Because when you think, it's a little writing quirk. Yeah. And I think a part of it is because, yeah, it's all, it's weird within the world, but for us, it makes sense. Like, for the for the yeah. narrative, like, for, yeah, if that makes, I don't know if what I just said makes sense. But, like, within the story, them talking to themselves, it doesn't make sense. But for us as the readers, it makes sense. Because if they just yeah. start saying Dementors, we'd be like, what is that? What is that? And then, and but if you say Azkaban guards, it kind of, like, it makes, and people are afraid of them, but you think, oh, they're just, like, really, like scary-ass wizards or something, and, yeah. like, you don't want to cross them, and then you actually see like them, Ma- and you're like, oh, shit, like, it's not. An army of mad I Or some shit, like, exactly. I don't want to be, yeah. Um, so, at that moment, Miss Weasley entered the bar, um, followed by the twins, Fred and George, who were about to start their fifth year, the newly elected head boy, Percy, and the Weasley's youngest child and only girl, Ginny. Ginny, who had always been very taken with Harry, seemed even more heartily embarrassed than usual when she saw him, perhaps because he had saved her life during their previous year at Hogwarts. She went very red and muttered, hello, without looking at him. Percy, however, held out his hand solemnly as though he and Harry had never met and said, Harry, how nice to see you. Like, Percy. Hello, Percy, said Harry, trying not to laugh. I hope you're well, said Percy (laughs) pompously. He's already running for, like, a position. Like, he's already running for Minister Mm -hmm. of Magic. Like... So good to see you, chat. Exactly. Um, Harry's like, very well, thanks. <laughs> Harry, said Fred, simply splendid to see you, old boy. Marvelous, said George, <laughs> absolutely spiffing. Um, Percy scowled. That's enough now, said Mrs. Weasley. Mom, said Fred, as though he'd only just spotted her and seizing her hand too. How really quirking it is to see you. I love them so much. I'm just saying. So They're much. They're my favorites. I said that's enough, said Mrs. Weasley, depositing her shopping on an empty chair. Hello, Harry, dear. I suppose you've heard our exciting news. Second head boy in the family, she said, swelling. And last. I don't doubt that, said Mrs. Weasley, frowning suddenly. I noticed they haven't made YouTube prefects. Um, and this is a reoccurring thing. Mm-hmm. So just kind of, you know, be aware that Molly has issues with, the way the we the twins are going about their Hogwarts career. Mm-hmm. It's um, very like she's very clear she has like a specific value system and they like totally reject that. 
Um, yeah. Which becomes, like, but a, also, a like issue. Yeah, and it kind of, like, harkens back to what we were talking about between the Dursleys, like, pitting um, Dudley and Harry against mm-hmm. each other. She kind of does the same thing. And, like, obviously she loves all of her children, and she's not trying to... I don't think that her intent is to put down the twins. I think it's to kind of, like, um, hopefully spur them and, like, you know, show them, like, they're wasting their poten- their potential. But it has that similar effect of, like, you um, only care about having a prefect in the family mm-hmm. or you only care about, like, that specific type of accomplishment. Exactly. Um, because the twins, while maybe not the most serious students do some really amazing magic on a regular basis. Um, but Molly just doesn't value that type of mm-hmm. intelligence, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, um, dinner that night was a very enjoyable affair. Tom put three tables together in the parlor and the seven Weasleys, Harry and Hermione ate their way through five delicious courses. Um, we find out that the ministry is providing a couple of cars um, to take them to King's Cross. Everyone's confused. Um, why, said Percy. It's because of you, Percy, said um, George seriously. And there will be little mm-hmm. flags on the hoods with HB on them for humongous big head, said Fred. Mm-hmm. Everyone except Percy, Percy and Mrs. Weasley snorted in their pudding. So even Arthur, that's cold-blooded. Yeah. <laughs> that's. But it was funny. It was funny, but still. <laughs> Arthur's like, get a sense of humor, Percy. He's probably just like, he's covered up. Yeah, um, it was funny. Come on. Why have the ministry um, providing cars, Father? Percy asked again. Well, as we haven't got one anymore, said Mr. Weasley, and as I work there, they're doing me a favor. Um. Mm, oh my God, why are you fucking lying? <laughs> um, basically, is the next um, And But Harry clocks that, and Harry says, his voice is very casual, but Harry couldn't help noticing that Mr. Weasley's ears had gone red. Just like Ron did when he was under pressure. Yeah. Um, good thing, too, said Mrs. Weasley. Do you realize how much luggage we've got between all of you? A nice sight you'd be on the Muggle Underground. You're all packed, aren't you? And I guess that is actually a good um, kind of excuse. You know, they have seven kids. No, 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 no. Um, Five. Percy, one, two, three, four, the five. Twins. They do have seven because Hermione and Harry. Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna put. I was gonna say they have seven Weasley kids in around. Oh, plus Harry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So seven kids though, all with trunks, which um, I don't know. Doesn't it seems kind of antiquated? They don't have like rolling luggage or anything mm-hmm. like that. All with all manner of rats, cats, and owls. Mm-hmm. Um, red hair, cloaks, um, and they're not. The Weasleys aren't great at fitting in <laughs> to the muggle world, you know? Mm-hmm. So it would be quite a sight to behold. Even if Ra or Harry and her even if Harry and Hermione could kind of blend in a little bit more, Harry's got Hedwig. Um and Hermione's got all of the books. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, that's a much better excuse I think than Arthur's Right, exactly. Um, Um, So after dinner, everyone felt very full and sleepy. Um, Everyone went upstairs. Ron and Percy were next door to Harry. 
He had just closed and locked his own trunk when he heard angry voices through the wall and went to see what was going on. The door of number 12 was ajar and Percy was shouting, It was here on the bedside table. I took it off for polishing. I haven't touched it, all right? Ron roared back. What's up, said Harry. My head boy badge is gone, said Percy. So scabbers rat tonic, said Ron. I think I might have left it in the bar. You're not going anywhere till you found my badge, yelled Percy. I'll get scabbers stuff. I'm stuff. I'm packed, Harry said to Ron. And he went downstairs. Um, that's just like a real just sibling arguments, man. Yeah. But it's also really funny considering Percy used to own scabbers. Like scabbers was Percy's rep first. And he doesn't give he's a like, I don't care about, I do not care about scabbers right now. Where's my badge? Mm-hmm. Which is like, I'm sure that they can give you another one. Um, but you know, Percy gonna Percy. Priorities, <laughs> man. Um, so Harry Priorities. was halfway through the passage, um, halfway along the passage to the bar. Um, when he heard another pair of angry voices coming from the parlor, a parlor, a second later, he recognized them as Mr. and Mrs. Weasley's. He hesitated, not wanting them to know he'd heard them arguing when the sound of his own name made him stop, then moved closer um, to the parlor door. Makes no sense not to tell him, Mr. Weasley was saying. Harry's got a right to know. I've tried to tell Fudge, but he insists on treating Harry like a child. He's 13 years, he's t- 13 years old and... Arthur, the truth would terrify him, said Mrs. Weasley. Do you really want to send Harry back to school with that hanging over him? For heaven's sake, he's happy not knowing. I don't want to make him miserable. I want to put him on his guard, retorted Mr. Weasley. You know what Harry and Ron are like, wandering off by themselves. They've even ended up in the Forbidden Forest. But Harry mustn't do that this year. When I think what could have happened to him that night he ran away from home. If the night bus hadn't picked him up, I'm prepared to bet he would have been dead before the ministry found him. But he's not dead. He's fine. So what's the point? Molly, they say Sirius Black's mad, and maybe he is, but he was clever enough to escape from Azkaban, and that's supposed to be impossible. It's been a month, and no one's seen hide nor hair of him, and I don't care what Fudge keeps telling the Daily Prophet, we're no nearer to catching Black than inventing self-spelling wands. The only thing we know for sure is what Black's after. But Harry will be perfectly safe at Hogwarts. We thought Azkaban was perfectly safe. Safe. If Black can break out of Azkaban, he can break into Hogwarts. But no one really knows, no one's really sure what Black's af- that Black's after Harry. Um, there was a thud on wood and Harry was sure Mr. Weasley had banged his fist on the table. Molly, how many times do I have to tell you? They didn't report it in the press because Fudge wanted it kept quiet. But Fudge went out to Azkaban the night that Black escaped. The guard told Fudge that Black's been talking in his sleep for a while now. Always the same words. He's at Hogwarts. He's at Hogwarts. Black is deranged, Molly, and he wants Harry dead. If you ask me, he thinks murdering Harry will bring you-know-who back to power. Black lost everything the night Harry stopped you-know-who, and he's had 12 years alone in Azkaban to brood about it. Or to brood on that. Um, Well, Arthur, you must do what you think is right, but you're forgetting Albus Dumbledore. I don't think anything could hurt Harry at Hogwarts while Dumbledore's headmaster. I suppose he knows about all this? Of course he knows. We had to ask him if he minds the Azkaban guards stationing themselves around the entrances to the school grounds. He wasn't happy about it, but he agreed. Not happy? Why shouldn't he be happy if they're there to catch the black? Dumbledore isn't fond of the Azkaban guards, said Mr. Weasley heavily, nor am I if it comes to that. But when you're dealing with a wizard like Black, you sometimes have to join forces with those you'd rather avoid. If they save Harry, then I will never have another word or never say another word against them. It's late, Molly. We better go up. Um, lots going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, um that, uh, there's a little big bum, bum, bum. Yeah. But I think, um, a big 
takeaway from that conversation is the idea that um, Arthur cares deeply about Harry and wanting him to be safe, you know, like you and the whole, there's no, there's no place safer than Hogwarts. It's like, yeah, but you act like you don't know Harry and Ron and, you know, like what they get into. Mm -hmm. And if Harry has the knowledge of, you know, like what's actually that there's something beyond spiders out out there, you know, um, and not that those spiders were any kind of joke. They were no joke, but um, then maybe he'll think twice about putting himself in those predicaments. And then then you also have um, Molly's idea of what he doesn't know won't hurt him and trying to keep this sense of innocence and happiness. Um, I don't know. I, I have said numerous times before that I, I'm definitely in the camp of telling kids everything that they need to know as soon as you know it and not hiding too much from them. Um, or talking down to them. But I do appreciate the attempt to like save some of his joy and his childish, you know. Yeah. Not that, um, and especially Harry given his circumstances, but um, at the same time too, it's like given Harry's circumstances, he doesn't really have that much childish joy. So Right. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's like, it's a, and that's, and that's part of the reason why I give Dumbledore, like, just to, like, give him a little bit more leeway, because I think that he straddles a very, like, like, he's in a weird position between trying mm-hmm. to keep Harry happy and, like, and then also making sure that he knows things when he needs to know them. Um, and, like, obviously we see him mess up with that, but... I think it within like within Dumbledore's relationship with Harry, we see that kind of like those two like trains of thought kind of like battle each other the most. Yeah. Um, because there really is no one good answer, and I'm sure it's like a mix of the two, but it's really difficult to find that like good balance between the two, where you're yeah, able definitely. to like fully prepare a child for like everything that's gonna come to them, but also make sure that they're not just like. Like, yeah, there's not disillusioned and that they're not, like, angry or sad or afraid all the time um, with all that knowledge that they know. Um, and the other thing and that I want to... This is, like, a really quick thing, but um, the the fallback on Dumbledore, that's a thing that happens in, like, every single book up until yeah. the Prince. Um, which I think is interesting, and I think that it does... It's kind of what makes, like, all of, like, Dumbledore's backstory in Deathly Hollows as, like, str- as, like, important and as, like, strong as it is. Um, and that's, I, I can't wait to start talking about Dumbledore's, like, when we actually get to Deathly Hollows. Um, but it's just the, the idea that he's always there um, and that he is, like, permanent um, and that, like, he will always be there to save you. Where, like, that's always, that's your safety net is Dumbledore. <laughs> um, yeah. And just that, like, idea is reinforced really heavily throughout these books. And then I think maybe Order of the Phoenix, it starts to complicate it a bit. And then um, Half of the Prince and then Deathly Hollows kind of just, like, shatters that entire image in that whole, like, theme of, or whatever. But um, it's just interesting to see how it's, like, built up um, really, really early on. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's interesting, but it's also dangerous. Totally. And, 
Um, and I think that's the point. I think it is the point, but I also think like it's it's one thing when it comes from Hermione or you know a, a student, mm-hmm. but then it's completely different when it comes from someone like Molly Weasley or Fudge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which also because Fudge then turns does a complete one eighty to suit his needs. You know, um, Dumbledore is a best you know thing against the school uh last book when um lucius comes to remove him as headmaster um to you know dumbledore's starting an army to rise up against me you know what i mean like um so yeah i think it's i mean yeah there's so much and i love these books so there's so much in this little like that was what how many pages was that it wasn't even even, i mean that wasn't even there's like almost two pages yeah. Hell shit just went down. Um, so great. Yeah. So Harry um, hurries down. He hears the chairs move. He hurries down the passage to the bar and out of sight. Um, he waits until he hears my, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley's bedroom door close and um, heads back upstairs with the rat tonic bottle. Fred and George are crouching in the shadows on the landing, heaving with laughter as they listen to Percy dismantling his and Ron's room in search of his badge. We've got it, Fred whispered. We've been improving it. The badge now read "Big Head Boy." <laughs> just appreciate their humor so much. Um, but it's also like they're just letting Ron get rained out. They are, but I, but the thing is that for the that's probably good. it's for the greater good. But I'm sure it's probably like also the point, right? Because yeah. he's getting they're I getting at Percy cake. and they're getting at Ron. It's like a twofer. <laughs> yeah, just that sibling love, man. It's awesome. Um, Harry forced a laugh, went to give Ron the rat tonic. Then sh- I love how Harry doesn't tell. <laughs> Nope. That's the other thing. Harry's like, I got other things on my mind. I'm gonna just give you this and let you deal with that. Good luck <laughs> just, with Percy. Good luck. I know what Fred and George did, but I'm gonna just. <laughs> that's hella funny, actually. Even though like it's a serious moment, that's hilarious. Um, it's a serious moment. That wasn't a pun. I are you sure? I was pretty sure because I definitely I wasn't like, thinking about it. I feel like it was. It was. The thing is, is that it's fine, but, but if it's. It, yeah, there's a difference between unintentional and then, like, an intentional pun that you're driving to the ground. But it is a serious moment because he's got a lot of serious things to think about in regards to serious Black. Okay, Robert. And he's just now realizing that this year, it's getting serious. This is... Okay. Anyway. So serious Black was after him. Um, that there explained... That explained everything. Fudge had been lenient with him because he was so relieved to find him alive. He'd made Harry promise to stay in Diagon Alley where there were plenty of wizards to keep an eye on him. And he was sending two ministry cars to take them all to the station tomorrow so that the Weasleys could look after Harry until he was on the train. Um, Harry lay listening to the muffled shouting next door and wondered why he didn't feel more scared. Sirius Black had murdered 13 people with one curse. Mr. and Mrs. Weasley obviously thought Harry would be panic-stricken if he knew the truth. But Harry happened to agree wholeheartedly with Mrs. Weasley that the safest place on earth was wherever Albus Dumbledore happened to be. Didn't people always say that Dumbledore was the only person Lord Voldemort had ever been afraid of? Surely Black, as Voldemort's right-hand man, would be just as frightened of him. I know, I was right about to say. (laughs) Does Voldemort deserve that? Black does. But in relation to Voldemort? Listen, just do it anyway. Here comes a general. Ladies and gentlemen. Here comes a general. The moment you've been waiting for. Here comes a general. The pride of 
Grimmel Place. Here comes the general. Bump, 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 bump. What? And his right hand man. Boom. Boom. <laughs> oh, this damn FaceTime uh, live is gonna be the end of us, but whatever. I think we cares. did that pretty well. Um, I think I think it was yeah, considering. <laughs> um, and then there were these Azkaban guards. Everyone kept talking about. They seem to scare most people senseless, and if they were stationed all around the school, Black's chances of getting inside seemed very remote. No, all in all, the thing that bothered Harry most was the fact that his chances of visiting Hogmeade now looked like zero. This is literally why he's not my real MVP. I'm just saying. Also, I mean, I get it. Like, why he no. asked Fudge? He why didn't he ask the Weasleys? Yeah, he should ask them. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they would say no, but like yeah. that of all of the people, that's your best bet. That um, is your best bet. But yeah, as we can see, Molly doesn't want him anywhere outside of Hogwarts and Hogwarts yeah. anyway. So. Um, but still, nobody would want Harry to leave sa- the safety of the castle until Black was caught. In fact, Harry suspected his every move would be carefully watched until the danger had passed. Like, that's the thing. He's not afraid. Mm-mm. He's just like, damn it. <laughs> I can't <laughs> go to Hogsmeade. I can't like, get come in trouble. On, like, I can't go find like, things to get be, into. Be cool. I mean, this is obviously, like, this is a, this is super consistent with his character. Yeah. Um, And that's actually one of the things I like about this, these books is, like, Harry is flawed and is like consistently flawed. Yeah. Or it's, it's flawed in like consistent areas. Ways. He's like, it's not like. For someone who has this whole like. War shitstorm surrounding him, he's consistently short sighted. Totally. Like, <laughs> like, and, and it's would, like, and it's amazing. It's like, yeah. Dude, and it's like, really? by book four, you would be like, yeah, exactly. You're like, really? Like, still? Like, you have a mass murderer after you, <laughs> and all you're worried about is you can't go huh? to the village? Like, as Ron said to Hermione once, you need to sort out your priorities. Like, like I feel like, because you can't go to Hogsmeade if you're dead. Right? So. That's an amazing observation. <laughs> I just feel like that's the first thing. As Aminata would say, is that a good observation? Yes, it is. That's a good observation. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, he scowled at the dark ceiling. Did they think he couldn't look after himself? He'd escaped Lord Voldemort three times. He wasn't completely useless. No, but you also only have two years of magical training, and the other two times that you, like, got away from Voldemort were... Lo- what? Actually, the last time, it was all Fox. You yeah. didn't do shit. You took hella pages to figure out what was happening. Fox came in, got the job done, so you didn't do anything in that situation. The time before that, that was all luck. That was all your mom with the little, like, fire hands and shit. So, you gotta go. Fire hands! What have you done? You haven't used any spells against any of your adversaries. The times that you've escaped Lord Voldemort have all been other, like, people. And luck. The only thing that he's done, like, proactively was be able to take away Gilderoy, was take down Gilderoy Lockhart, which... Is not that difficult. No. It's not Voldemort. No, not at all. It's not Sirius Black. Not at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, you pop up that bit. chest, but like you don't. That's the thing. That's the funniest part is that like he has all this stuff, and then you get to Goblet of Fire, and he's like in the Triwizard Tournament, and he's like, and then he realizes, oh, I don't know shit. Yeah. Like yeah, you think? <laughs> like come that's on, what bro. We've been telling you <laughs> the whole ass time. Um. um oh, go ahead. So. Unbidden, the image of the beast in the shadows of Magnolia Crescent crossed his mind. What to do when you know the worst is coming? Um, which I guess that part with the Grim or whatever is a little bit 
like in terms of transitions, that's an interesting transition because mm-hmm. he was just thinking about Sirius and then he thinks about Sirius without knowing that he's thinking about Sirius. Yeah. Um, just because I say Sirius doesn't make it a pun. No, I know. Like, it just makes down. me happy because oh. we're talking. I love him, okay? There's, I know. Every mention of him makes my face do that thing where it's just like joy. Okay. Like you and time um, travel, you you can't control your face. That's real. That's real. Oh, this book is so lit. <laughs> <laughs> Serious premise and time travel. Ooh. All we would need is a dragon, and then it would be the it would be it would be it. But that's why. But you know, there's no dragons. Order of the Phoenix is my favorite book. That's actually not why. There's no real math to why Order of the Phoenix is my favorite book. Other than that, is there a anyway, last two. No. Gonna... No time travel either. Yeah. It's just pure amazing writing and angsty Harry. Ugh. That's all. all right. um, I'm not going to be murdered, Harry said aloud. That's the spirit, dear, said his mirror sleepily. <laughs> that mirror is sassy as fuck. Um, that's the end of the chapter. Um, hey, look, we ended at a, at a decent, decent time. time. Especially with all that and Plus with, with like, the nonsense from... Um, all that 12-year-old nonsense. My sister. Mm. Um, so who is your MVP? You can tell she's a mix between me and me and Robin, though, which is the funniest <laughs> part about it. <laughs> which is actually she, the most hilarious thing She does. Thing she about just it. sits, like, very... Plus, also, like, but then also in a teenager, so... As I'm fond of telling yeah. people about Akira, Akira is the most teenagiest teenager to ever teenage. Real. She's been a teenager since she was, like, eight, eight years old. Um, mm, no. Yeah, I, no, earlier than that, because... Earlier when she was potty training and told me that I was doing it wrong and I have like are you critiquing my my uh diaper changing diaper changing skills, skills? yeah well then so that was like one potty shit. training yeah, she's been teenager for potty like training is now it's time <laughs> it was the thing she was like I'm not doing that that's nasty and I'm like but me changing your diaper is not well you're doing it wrong like, get out my face girl <laughs> her and Avinata can't win all right. Okay. Flashback um, over. Who's your MVP? <laughs> Had a moment. Um, okay, MVP. I nominated Florian Fortescue because Sundays. he's awesome. He, I mean, like, not only did he plug Harry with all the Sundays, um, he also, like, was really, he had, like, all this information on, like, history and stuff. And didn't, isn't he, I feel like one of his ancestors, this isn't why I made him MVP, but I think one of his ancestors was a um, headmaster at Hogwarts. Ooh. I'm pretty sure. Um, I have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure one of his... I mean, I trust um, your memory. So... Um, but yeah, no, but he's awesome, and shout out to him. And shout out to Ice Cream. So, Is that what you... Shout out to Ice Cream, <laughs> yes. That's my real MVP of my life. But, I have a know. fully four-legged um, lineup today, so my MVP is Crookshanks. Um, she okay. just came in... And it was like, enough of this nonsense. It was a, like, it was... To get this damn rat out of here. Right? It was a very <laughs> Beyonce-type entrance, too. Like, she made a statement. It was bold. You know? She's not... She's still not Hedwig. Uh, we gotta figure out. Carter. We gotta figure out who Crookshanks is. She might be Calindria. She Kelly. No? Hedwig, can you handle this? Crookshanks. Crookshanks. Can you handle this? Can you this? handle this? Patsy, um, can you handle this? I don't think I you don't can think handle they can this. Handle this. That is amazing, actually, and I love that. Um, <laughs> who is benched? Scabbers. Same. Hope that rat, rat tonic is actually rat poison, because you're not a rat. Yeah. Exactly. Can you even take that? 
I don't know. I know he's not going to uh, until for like for a while, but still, he's the worst. Fuck him. And you know what's so bad about Scabbers too is that he's the worst. He was their friend. (laughs) (laughs) That yes. (laughs) Um, Hands praise hands emoji. Um, But also, like he does all of this just because he's a coward, right? Like, like he's like not even a true believer. Mastermind. Like if you were like a mastermind. Like, is a true believer. Right. Like if you were like an evil mastermind and you were like, this is how I'm about to finesse my whole like thing. But he really just like he betrayed he was scared into betraying his friends and then got cornered by his homie and was like, Okay, I'ma just like kill these people and live my live as he just ended up as a rat for twelve years. Like that wasn't his plan. Mm-mm. He he wasn't like oh after this I'm gonna did all this to not die and died anyway to and died anyway like this don't make no sense so um that yeah that's actually that that's true it's like it's like okay you could do all this stuff but like because if Sirius had done it he would suck and he'd be the worst yeah but like he wouldn't have done it because he's afraid he would have done it because like that was his yeah. Thing, you know what I, I mean, mean it's kind of like Bellatrix right like Sirius is black in that sense it's like right he doesn't go along with the the way that the blacks do things but like he still has that like I'm not half ass and nothing um and the right. way that, it's like it's like very honest about who yeah he is. exactly and like the same with Bellatrix she is like this is who I am I'm a lovable no more you can't stop me I'm gonna get married Whatever. but I'm gonna still <laughs> exactly love this but noseless bathroom <laughs> Somehow. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Fuck Scabbers, he's the worst. Um, and then also, like, how you gonna betray Ron like that, yo? He's been, I've been your rat. Ron been looking after you. But then he, like, I don't know if this happens in the book. Then he tries to yeah. play it. I don't know if it actually happens. I've been, it your, might, it I've been your rat anymore. for 12 years. Yeah, bitch, you've been it's eating like, my food. First of all, to... all the things you've been living off. First of all, you've been living off of him. Mm-hmm. Second of all, that's really the thing. Like, that's what you're gonna go with? I've been your rat. It's just, maybe be a useful person yeah. in society first. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. Next week, we will be discussing Chapter 5 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the Dementor, which means we're giving us some Remus. And some chocolate. And also probably, and some chocolate, but mostly Remus. Um, and then also, like, we'll probably have a bunch of Lots of, I mean, the Dementors are coming, so. So many fields next week. Stuff is going down. Hella fields. I think this, this. Including Remus fields. I'm very excited I feel like this chapter was very much a, you're going to have all of the fields next week, so let's just, you know, give you some chocolate, some ice cream sundaes, you know, some fire bolts, and. Some nonsense from high schoolers. And then. Next week. We're getting real next week. We're getting really serious. We're getting remusly serious. What? <laughs> no. It's getting really that remus. A, that was a fail. Um, I, please make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Want to join the conversation on Twitter at We Black and Nerds, hashtag Wizard Team on Facebook. Um, Wizard Team Facebook group, hit us up um, with your email so we can add you. Yes. Um, yeah. I think that's and it. we'll yeah we'll see you next week. But make sure to um, get your votes in, um, and you have the entire season, and the season is a book. You have the entire book, yeah, <laughs> um, to get your votes in. But we, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's, so you have until like um, October, November, yeah, or until we no, watch October the movie. But I, I it's but, really easy for or it's helpful when you do it in the moment, you know. Yeah, because then we begin confused. Yeah. So. 
we got organization tools, but you know, we also are human. We're human. So yeah, um, let us know your thoughts. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.